Welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I am your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I am your co-host, Robert Skolansky. Well, we are on to episode 11. 11. Wow. We are only two episodes away from the season finale. And by season finale, I mean, I'm not. we're not going to let you go for uh, three months and then come the, back later. The Simpsons season one season finale. Exactly. And... I do have to say it's amazing all the feedback we've been getting from everyone. It it's is, been fantastic. It is so heartwarming to know that people are listening. Obviously, we love The Simpsons. You guys love The Simpsons. But we've been getting so many things. Like one new segment we're going to do today kind of spawned from a couple messages is uh, corrections or enhancements um, from our fans from listening to our episodes. Slash corrections. Um, slash corrections and then the other thing is we've already been getting getting feedback on things we should do in the future and um i'm gonna post this on facebook but how would you guys out there feel about doing a collective top episode from each season or i'll me and uh, robert will build a top five and we can fight over whose top five is better <laughs> mine um so just kind of spitballing ideas for the show it's amazing that that our fans actually want to be involved and me and robert are going to sit down and we're going to come up with new ways for everyone to get involved in the show because the simpsons should be a collective fandom and not just us absolutely to it. Um, so thank you guys so much. Um, for those of you that listened to our radio show on Monday, our rerun of episode one. Uh, well, this is, this is week 11. Yeah. So by the time they, they listen to this, it'll, you know, it'll, it'll be, be episodes. Yeah. It'll be week, or no, week 10 here. Behind. Yep. Week 10 here, week five on, uh, the radio. So yep. for those of you that have been listening in on the radio, awesome. I'm glad you want to listen to our reruns. Um, hopefully it, turns out better over the course of the few weeks because they were kind of late from that seven o'clock start but yes. it was technical issues so hey, it i mean just just like the radio station in springfield they <laughs> will be replaced by the uh what was it the auto D dj 3000 man that's gotta be a future episode that i haven't seen Oh, you haven't seen that one? Oh my god! I don't think just, so. Just wait. Okay, <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna kick off the episode right now with some uh, corrections um, and enhancements. So, Robert, why don't you take us away with uh, the first uh, correction? So, uh, the first correction, uh, as was pointed out by one of our fans, the real Jessica Brandle. I'm hoping I'm saying your name right. Uh, you shot us a message uh, saying that Matt. Graining's name is pronounced graining and not groaning. Uh, I don't know which one of us said it, uh, but thank you for that. I believe I knew that, but, you know, in my mind, the way his name is spelled, I always want to say groaning and not graining. So just just think of it like uh, like you're on a farm and you have some <laughs> grains and we're graining the grains on the farm. There you go. And the second correction this week is. Uh, in our first podcast, I had mentioned there were 17 episodes. That was wrong. There were actually only 13. Uh, that was my mistake. I don't know where I got that 17 episode list from. 
maybe made it up in my mind. I don't know, but there's only 13 episodes in season one, which means in two weeks, that's where we'll be at. Yep. It's amazing that no one pointed that out or it was just so new. Like the episode was so new that people are like, I don't know if we should reach out to them, but we are, we are telling you feel free to reach out to us with our mistakes because we are, we're human. We'll make a few. Um, Even though we do kind of cheat week to week by watching the episode in full before we, you know, go on air. So if we make a mistake, it is really, we suck. So, (laughs) so um, make, make sure, make sure uh, we, uh, we, we hold ourselves accountable. All right. The last thing we got for you is an enhancement. Um, Eric Nanarone. um, He's actually the gentleman that got us on uh, the Cuyahoga radio uh, Valley network. Um, He pointed out um, in the episode where we watched, uh, Kearney and Dolph and uh, Jim, not Jimbo, Jimbo, it's Jimbo, Jimbo. Yes, um, you're right. We, yep, we I were kind of talking. No, we were kind of talking about ages and where everyone fit. And uh, he pointed out that Kearney and Otto were in the third grade together. So, if you guys want to put together how many years uh, Kearney was held back, or Otto was actually held back, because it seems like Otto was older. Yeah. Um, let us know. We'll, we'll do a contest. How many years do you think Otto was held back in the third grade that Kearney and Otto were in the same grade together? Uh, feel free to tell us if you can find that answer. Perfect. All right, guys, we're going to kick off episode 11 here. The title of the episode is the crepes of wrath. It's almost like the grapes of wrath. Bum, bum, bum. I think that's what they are going with. Although, the wrath. although it would be, I mean, the title wouldn't have been bad if they went with the grapes of wrath because, you know, Bart squishes grapes and he has a wrath for them because he's like yeah. so angry while he's crushing them. But crepes is better because they're in French and yes. crepes are French. So, you know, they're in French. They're in French. They're in France. <laughs> they're in France. France. That's right. The air date, April 25th, 1990. Uh, April 15th. Sure. You're smarter than I am. <laughs> Also, I have the notes right there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? If we just read the notes. Uh, yes, April 15, 1990. All right, what about this recap? What do you got for me? All right, the recap. After Bart causes mischief, he is sent to France in, exchange, in an exchange student program. The Simpsons get an Albanian with ulterior, ulterior motives back to them. So, uh, yeah. Oh boy. I know. Russian spies, right? Although Albania is not really in Russia. And we'll get to the reason why they picked uh, Albania towards the end of the episode. Because I thought it was kind of neat why they decided to do it. Cool. All right. So chalkboard gag this week. Garlic gum is not funny. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Now, now, some of these, I think uh, we're going to start looking up. I think during our, the week after this airs, so you guys listening to it on Sunday and Monday, I think later in the week, I'm going to do some posting on uh, garlic gum ads and kind of joke pages from comic books. I think that'd be kind of hilarious because um, garlic gum really, I, I feel like it was like a 1960s kind of gag type thing. I, I don't I know when, nothing. I don't know when it was invented, but I know it was like kind of like the, you know, you get a pack of gum, you just like tell your friends, oh, you should have this stick of gum. I don't know where Bart gets it, but I I could see this being something that is sold at the Quickie Mart. Probably. Well, what about the 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 prank gum where if you stick your finger in, it like snaps on your finger? 
Yeah, that would have been funny too. But garlic gum you actually have to eat, and then your That's breath true. smells like garlic all day. Gross. Although well, I don't mind the smell of garlic. I wonder I who like Bart, garlic. I kind of want to know who Bart pranked. <laughs> the teacher, of course. You think it was the teacher? Probably. Maybe. I guess that would make sense. All right, so the couch gag. We got another repeat <laughs> again this week. Uh, the Simpsons sit on the couch, Homer pops off, and utters dough. Yep. Sad. Very. I know. These repeat, man. I can't wait till we get, like, new couch gags every single week. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> open up the episode, man. Bart's in his uh, messy, messy room. Yeah. Man. Uh, I mean, he's, what, he's 10 years old? Yep. I mean, our rooms were messy at 10. Yeah, but... I, mean, I didn't I have a just... frog in my room. No. <laughs> but it's kind of cool that Bart has a pet. I mean, Santa's little helper still doesn't exist yet. So, and and uh, so I actually looked this up. Um, so first of all, the frog is a great foreshadowing for this episode because frog is actually a slur for a French person because of a stereotype of French people um, where they eat frogs. I think we've all heard it. Oh, French people like frogs. So Frog legs. Yeah, uh, so it's actually a slur for French people to be called a frog. But it's also right foreshadowing for the rest of the episode, which we will talk about shortly. Yep. And so because of Bart's messiness that goes from inside his room and pretty much down the hall. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, Homer we falls... weren't that bad. No, we were not that bad. Homer falls down the stairs after stepping on Bart's skateboard and throws out his trick spine. Now, now, this is already, I think, the third or fourth episode where Homer falls, falls down something. Falls down something. But the first time that we learn that he apparently has a trick spine. Which I don't know what that really means or entails. Does that, does yeah. that mean he's got a bad spine? I think a bad spine. Maybe it was from one of his other times falling down, you know, falling down a waterfall in the uh, Bigfoot episode. Yeah. Um, um, but the funny thing I noticed is why didn't he shout for Bart? He shouts for Maggie, Marge, Lisa. He knows Bart's in the house. Bart slammed the door in his face. He knows he's there. Now, granted, yeah. yes, Bart's kind of a troubled kid and might not come help his dad. But I mean, it's worth a shot instead of sitting yeah. there for hours. Which, which leads me to my next question. So when Homer falls down the stairs, uh, I believe Maggie brings the Krusty the Clown doll. Yep. And it, it, I forget what the phrase is, but it lasts. It doesn't even shut off. It just keeps going. And then like well, when Marge... Starts, and, well, it starts slowing down. So like when Marge and Lisa come home, that's where it slows down. How First of all, how long was Homer on the ground in pain? <laughs> and secondly, like I remember having talking, you know, action figures and dolls. Once you press the button, it says its phrase and it's done. Unless when... So what well, kind of doll is this? I don't know. Maybe it was just a crappy, crusty made doll. I mean, you know. So, uh, so then uh, after you know, they yell at Bart for breaking Homer's back. We uh, the next uh, scene is we go to the school and Skinner is showing his mom around, Agnes Skinner, which is her first appearance. And I believe uh, I read somewhere that her voice was slightly different for this episode. I yeah, believe it, it was sounded... a different accent. It was it a different actress. A, yeah, it sounded a little bit off. I actually pulled up. We can keep going. 
Um, I'll get to it in a minute. All right. Um, so, uh, so yeah. as, uh, so as, uh, Seymour is introducing his mom to the kids, uh, Agnes calls Skinner, uh, his nickname, which is Spanky. And for all of our viewers out there for the longest time, I too actually had the nickname of Spanky. I have a few friends who still call me it. Uh, if you want a little backstory, uh, basically I had a camp counselor who screwed up our last name and, uh, told me to be quiet and said Spanky and hence why it was born. So we learned that Skinner's nickname is Spanky, which I don't remember if it ever comes up again in any other episode. I don't think so, but we'll put that in our pin it uh, file and we'll, uh, come back to that. So (laughs) Bart uh, drops a cherry bomb, which he found. I mean, he's digging through his room. I mean, I'm surprised he found it with the I amount know. of mess. You know, one well, tiny had, cherry bomb. I love how he's like, I thought I blew you guys all up. I know. He's like, oh, you're going to be a so troublemaker. Cute. Yeah. But so, I mean, I almost want to do this as a as a part of our show. You guys can let me know. I kind of want to go episode through episode and figure out if we can, like, go to a map and cross off states and actually see if we can pinpoint if they actually give us the location by a certain episode. Because so for Bart to have a cherry bomb, those aren't sold in every single state. Like in, in the state of Minnesota where I'm at, you can't buy them. But I in, believe here in Wisconsin, Wisconsin you can buy cherry in bombs. Wisconsin you can. So I'd like to kind of go through each state, you know, where where are these legal to purchase? Because I'm guessing Bart's not cross country buying fireworks. No, no. So Maybe we'll pull up a map and, and go through these episodes and kind of pick little tiny things out that kind of reference where they might be living. And, and they live see in Springfield. That's where they live. Ohio, mod. Okay, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. So, All right. So, so he has a cherry bomb. Yep. Um, he drops it in the toilet and causes it to explode. And Agnes uh, is in the girls' bathroom. And all the toilets, you know, just plunge up and... Uh, she gets shot into the sky. How is she not dead? I well, it was just to think of it like a giant enema. <laughs> yeah, but she got shot in the air. Like, you know how much pressure that would take for a toilet to shoot water out of to push a per like you gotta figure she weighs what, 150, 160? Like, that's gotta be a lot of pressure to push a person in the air. Like she went flying. Like now, granted, maybe the ceilings, you know, are a little higher because it's an elementary school, but my God, like, the fall alone, I mean, would kill her. All right, granted, gonna... this is The Simpsons, and physics in The Simpsons is uh, is not there, I guess you could say. They don't, I mean, they have some real-world physics, and uh, but in this instance, real-world physics does not apply to this woman. Yeah. All right, so going back to Agnes... According to my list of who does what voice, Agnes Skinner was only done by Tress McNelly. I think that's how you pronounce uh, the name. Um, yeah, Tress McNeil, I believe. Tress McNeely. Uh, no one else on my actor list. Oh. Does so maybe Agnes he just so... kind of changed up the voice a little bit. That's possible because they also do Dolph and... Uh, a few just minor characters, Sunday school teacher, Brandine. Oh, Brandine. <laughs> Cletus's wife. I yeah, Cletus's wife. Yep, you're right. So that's uh, 
So, I mean, maybe the voice just had to be altered slightly from this episode. To... Maybe. So after Agnes is blown in the air, Skinner takes Bart home. And I have a question for for you and for viewers listening. Uh, what is going on with the Simpsons house? Because, okay, in future episodes, when you walk, when you walk into the Simpsons house, they have that big, you know, archway that leads into the, into the family room. And there's a couch that usually sits in front of that. And I believe there's also a couch that sits in front of the doorway to the den. Not a hundred percent sure. But if you like, I don't know, just, it's really weird how you look at it. Because I believe in the like in the Christmas episode, there was a couch in front of the den, but I believe in other episodes, it's a chair. Like, oh, is this you're an... talking on. You're talking. Yep, you're talking on. So if you're facing the stair, if you're looking at the stairs, you got the couch in front of you, and then you yeah. got the, like the armchair to the left, right? Yeah, but in the in the, you're talking in the, Christ- the armchair yeah. to the left. Yeah, but in the Christmas episodes, it's a couch. But then when you when you watch this episode, there is a couch that you can see into the den like they're sitting on a couch and you can see into the den yeah and not to the stairs according to my lego simpsons house <laughs> the from what i could tell it's set up correctly and the episode is kind of wonky yeah but uh yeah i mean i kind of noticed that because i read your notes before i i watched oh. the episode so i could really focus on on yeah. that part and yeah i mean it's a little it just, bit it off. bugs me it, it bugs me it might just be the animation too. I think it's just the way it's the way it's drawn. Um, so then we, so this is well after you know Homer falls down the stairs and you know he's he's hurt. He needs help now. To be fair, I've had a hernia before and I was laid up in my bed for you know two three days, couldn't walk up and down stairs and stuff I, like as, that. As was I. I don't feel like I was needy, but I definitely had like comic books delivered and food brought to my room and. And stuff like that. So I don't necessarily say it's needy if he can't get up and walk around. But he does want a lot of things. Like he does yeah. want, you know, the wieners with, uh, um, what was it called? I don't remember. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Little, he wanted uh, grilled cheese sandwiches, little wieners in a can, and yeah. a fruit cocktail in heavy syrup. Oh. Uh. So for those of you that don't know, that syrup is really sugary and you should get the uh, fruit cups with uh, uh, just the fruit juice, not the heavy syrup. It's it's yes. much better for you. Just um, just to let you know. So then uh, Skinner is talking to Marge and Homer about the foreign exchange student program. Obviously in this, you know, in most foreign exchange student programs, you're, you're sending a student to a different country to learn about that country and to study it and, and you know, to speak the language and then a family hosts another kid to, you know, learn in America. And Skinner says, oh, yeah, you guys will be getting a kid from uh, Albania. And uh, Homer confuses the word albino with Albanian. Yeah, so so Homer's like, wait a minute, Skinner. How do we know some principal over in France isn't pulling the same scam you are? And Skinner's like, well, for one thing, you wouldn't be getting a French boy. You'd be getting an Albanian. You mean all white with pink eyes? Oh so, my god! So we, we do know that Homer is dumb. Homer, and especially in the next episode, I can't wait to, to talk about the next episode. But we'll stick yeah. with this one. Um, and and as you know, as we've said, when you're hurt, you can't get up. You know, you need things. However, 
after, you know, they talked to Bard about, hey, would you be willing to go to France? He's like, all right, yeah, man. Uh, you see Homer jump off the couch and high-five Skinner. And my, <laughs> yeah. first of all, his back was okay, apparently. Second of all, the scene just kind of ends. Yeah, I would have loved, like, Marge in the background being like, oh, your back's not hurt anymore. You know how, like, you know how, like, when, you, when you're sick or ill or hurt, yeah. you kind of, you're kind of like, oh, my God, I'm being weighed on hand and foot. And you kind of try to let it go as long as, as yeah. long as humanly possible. That, that might have been what Homer was doing. He's like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to ride this out until Marge figures it out. And I believe this is the first episode where a Simpsons character has been out of the United States. Yeah, I mean... And they go all over I, the world. So this is the first one, and it's France. France is the first country they visit. And we'll, well go Bart over all the... visits. Bart visits, unfortunately, not the entire Simpsons clan. Yeah. We'll get there right. eventually. So I do like that the steward literally throws Bart onto the plane. <laughs> like that's... Oh my god, that's great. This is like a piece of luggage. Yeah, out of the plane, and then the very next scene, you just see him sitting there like nothing happened. So I couldn't remember if this was when Bart leaves or when Bart comes back, but I think it just doesn't necessarily matter. But Springfield International Airport offers direct flights from Terrania, Albania, and Paris because it's announced over the PA. Okay. Now, once again, depending on where you live, direct flights are possible or not possible. But it's, if you're going overseas, I, I don't think it is, unless you're leaving, like, New York, like... Well, New York's, like, are, well New York's are usually direct, but, like, the Chicago Midwest region, usually it's layovers in, like, yeah. the UK or... But, well, no, like, if you're leaving out of O'Hare, don't you have to go to New York, then go to then, Europe? Yep, some yeah. Well, even like when I, I even when I don't think O'Hare or like Minnesota have direct flights to like overseas. So I mean, it depends on the plane too. And nowadays, planes can obviously fly a lot further. But even That's I true. think in the nineties, I mean, okay, so I flew Chicago to Jerusalem nonstop. Really? Yep. But that was late nineties, so I don't know okay. if flights were necessarily better because mom. She said she flew from Milwaukee to New York, New York to Jerusalem when she did her Israel trip. So, okay. so it, I guess it just depends on when these cross, when these planes had enough gas to take yeah. you. I have, I've never been to Europe or the Middle East. I, the farthest I've gone out of the United States is the Caribbean, which is nice, but we drove to Florida and got on a ship. Yeah. So, uh, next up, Albanian's kid name is Adil Haksa. Haksa. Uh, I don't know, like, when you were in school, I, I know for sure when I was in elementary school, I don't remember ever seeing a foreign exchange student. And if there was, I don't ever remember doing an assembly that introduces the foreign exchange student. I don't, I don't, you know, honestly, I'm trying to remember because the only time I've ever dealt with a foreign exchange student was in fifth grade or sixth grade for french class if you took french you got to be part of the foreign exchange student but since i took spanish i didn't you know uh, that almost you know that almost made me want to take french it's so almost so i could go to france it was like it was so close but i'm like you know what it was, it was kind of one of those things like when am i going to use french versus spanish i felt spanish was more of a 
a language that I would need to know yeah. as opposed to French where it's not really spoken all too often in the United States. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they get a deal. They, they, uh, they introduce him to the school and they're like, make him feel welcome. And at the end of like, when he's done talking, he, I don't know if it was the animation, but if I remember correctly, there was kind of like a sinister, like, shadow oh, yeah. him. <laughs> yep. Cause they knew he was, well, he knew he was there for no good, but yeah. So, so I mean, uh, he, and I love how he's fluent in English. Yeah. Not, I mean, I mean He's Albanian. I'm sure he could learn English in Albania. No, but I feel like that was more of his, like, Albanian spy. They Training. taught him English. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I don't think a normal foreign exchange student would be as fluent. They might know a few words. Because, I mean, in fifth grade or sixth grade, whenever we had it, I know... I knew my friend that went to France. I knew she wasn't entirely fluent in French. I mean, she knew enough to get by and to stay with a family, but he pretty much spoke pretty good English from what I could tell. Oh, well, I mean, you know, it, I, I'm just looking something up uh, as right. we're talking. So, uh, so uh, Bart lands in France and he's met by his, uh, what would you call him? The host? Host People? family. Because they're not really parents. No, well, which is weird, because I feel like they should be staying, Bart should be staying with a family. Yeah. Oh, but, but but yeah, I would say guardians. Guardians, and they steal all of his stuff, and they give his red hat to their donkey, Maurice. Uh, the two guys that pick Bart up for the uh, airport in France, they are named Cesar and Ugalan. And they are named after the peasants from the 1986 French language films Jean de Florette and I'm assuming Manon de Sources. I don't know. Sources. Well, I don't know how to say that in French. Fair enough. If if you know French and you know those uh, French uh, language films from 1986, please school me on how to say that because I have no idea. And this next part, I had no idea. I didn't. Yeah. I guess I I'm guessing you figured, must have looked it up. I did look it up, and I kind of figured it had to deal with paintings, but I didn't know which ones. Gotcha. Yeah, so, it was really weird to see. You know, I, I guess I didn't necessarily notice it, but yeah, we got Claude Monet, Vincent Van Gogh, Henry, Henry Rousseau, yep, and, and Edward Manet, Manet, yeah, Manet. Uh, Monet? Yeah, so, Not Monet. So, Mane. <laughs> Mane. It must so, yeah. be his uh, half-brother. Yeah. So Barton Ugalan cycle pass scenes depicted in several famous paintings by those uh, uh, artists. We're not going to try to pronounce any of the paintings' names because they're all in French. Yep. I if, you, if you'd I like, you know. can see them on our Facebook page. I'll, I'll post them on there for you guys to, to look at. And you guys can help us out a little bit. All right, so back at the Simpson home, Adil says Marge has been oppressed enough for the day after making dinner, and so he wants to clean up. I was like, oh my god, that is just... I don't know if that's... I think he was just trying to be nice to keep up the persona. Yes, but I I would have to assume that that's like an Albanian culture, like women are oppressed in Albania. I mean, they used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, in in here, a DLC's Marge working 
you know, to the bone. Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, I'll take over. And then so we shoot back to France where Bart is having a horrible time. He has to sleep on the floor. What was he doesn't eating? Get like any a, food. a turnip or something? A turnip, yeah. And I love how, you know, he has like the, the pile of hay to sleep in. The donkey yeah. comes over and lays <laughs> on it. And Bart has to sleep on the, on the floor. Yeah. Um, so back to, back the to Simpsons. Springfield. Um, after Honer says it's okay for Adil to come to the power plant, Adil steals Mr. Burns. Excellent. Which, I don't think it was really Mr. Burns at that time, because I don't really remember ever hearing him say that yet. But it's definitely associated with Mr. Burns. You know, maybe he said it first and someone in, someone in the writer's room was like, that's a good idea. Maybe. And, and, and you know, moved it over to Mr. Burns. We'll see you the next time we see Mr. Burns if excellent is, uh, is yes. uttered. I do like the fact that Homer only knows where things are in the plant. Based on the vending machines. Yeah. I mean, well, he's a glutton, so, you know, he's going to go to vending machines. So, like, oh, yeah, it's by the vending machine on level three. Oh, that's where that is. Yeah. And, but Homer's a safety inspector. He should know where things are, but. He should. He should. He, this is how bad of a job he does at the plant. <laughs> and, and right after that, this is where we learn that Adil is really a spy from Albania wanting to steal nuclear power plant secrets, which, once again, I mean, you maybe maybe a deal and the albanian government was like okay we're so close to chernobyl they happen to really mess up yep let's figure out the correct way to do it not <laughs> that talking to the worst safety inspector <laughs> in nuclear power plant history is a good way to learn how to run a proper power plant and i like the fact that his uh deal is taking pictures homer is getting in front of every single one now now okay okay now this might have been happening for years who knows but i personally have never heard of the term photobombing until probably the mid 2000s oh for sure maybe early maybe later than that i honestly can't think of a time in the night like 1990 where photobombing was i think photobombing was coined in the 2000s but it's definitely like you look at older pictures from the 80s 90s 70s there's definitely photo i mean there's photobombing going on i don't know if people back in the day had a word for it yeah if you're if you're a listener from that era let us know if photobombing is a uh is something that you did because we do have uh just kind of looking at our analytics here we do have people well i guess our highest uh age range is 35 to 44 so not quite in that not quite because that's our age range that is our age range so but if we get some new listeners that are in the you know 50 to 60s year old or if you want to ask your parents or ask your parents for us because we're too lazy to ask our own. <laughs> um, and then we go back to the Simpsons and the Simpsons, you know, Homer's talking about how great a deal is and Marge is missing Bart because Bart hasn't written to her. And uh, you see, so we, 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 we talked about this cause you texted me about this. So if you're looking at the screen, Homer is screen left on the bed, which is where he normally sleeps. If you're in the Simpsons household, he is on the right side of the bed. Yes, and I don't know how many episodes back we've been arguing over this, but I feel like Homer is now in the correct spot. I think so. I, 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 I don't, don't think I don't he's going to move ever again. 
I think so, that is his side of the bed. Okay, we're going to set that in stone right now. If for some reason it changes, we will let you know. Yeah. All right, so shot back to France, and, uh, you know, the French guys are really working Bart's Bart really hard, and his lower extremities become uh, semi-permanently stained from squishing grapes. Like, from there on out, from after you see him squishing grapes, yeah. just down below his shins and to his feet, they're purple. I mean, you know, juice does stain i don't know if it stains skin that badly i don't well then again he wasn't allowed to take a shower yeah i'm assuming because by the time he's running in downtown paris he's filthy and they're on this really downtrodden chateau of uh winemaking so i don't know if he's even allowed to bathe or anything so we see bart you know miserable sitting in whatever chateau he's staying at and marge sent him a letter you know, saying, oh, Homer's doing this, Lisa's doing this. But the thing that caught me in her letter was she says, Maggie's first word is coming any day now. Now, mind you, this is episode 11, season one. I do know Maggie has said at least one word in her existence as a baby. I believe it was Dada. Yes, it I, was. And, but I like the fact that she's like, oh yeah, Maggie's first word is coming any day now. And it takes like, what? 20 seasons we'll we'll see when when maggie says her first word we'll flashback we'll do a flashback episode to season one and like, we'll uh, we'll let you know yeah maggie's first word is coming any day now yeah 20 years later <laughs> yep so for those of you that don't know it is illegal to put antifreeze in wine because that's what uh our winemakers after three days of fermenting wine which uh that is not the length of time it takes to ferment wine no it is not i don't uh, know how long it takes to ferment wine but uh uh mostly so if it's i would say three weeks at its minimum to get it really good i mean i mean i'm sure they ferment them two to three months at some vineyards to get that uh right taste but these guys want to kind of get it along a little bit so they uh put antifreeze in the wine um so they send bart out to i don't know if it was really paris but it was some french city near nearby and bart runs into a police officer and he you know can't translate the the police officer thinks he wants a piece of gum which bart takes because he's really hungry uh but but apparently you can learn french being in in an area and for what was it a month three weeks a month maybe a month and he picked up on it i mean that was pretty good and it is real french that he speaks and i love the translation so you gotta help me these two guys work me day and night they don't feed me they make me sleep on the floor they put antifreeze in the wine and they gave my red hat to the donkey. <laughs> and of all that stuff, the policeman pulls out antifreeze in the wine. That's yeah. a very serious crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so treating Bart horribly and giving his red hat to the donkey, not high on the... Uh, That's fine. Not high on the list, but... The the antifreeze, that's, that's, where, uh, that's where they draw the line. Yeah. And so Bart becomes a hero because he turns yeah. in the winemaker's... Like he gets put on magazines and he gets a medal and, uh, you know, he's hailed as a hero because, you know, 
the stereotype, French people like their wine. Yep. Even so if it has we, antifreeze uh, in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so then we flash back. Well, not really flashback, but we go back to Springfield and uh, they, uh, the American government has pinpointed the Sparrow, which is Adil's uh, handle handle name. Right? Is that the right word yep. I'm looking for? The Sparrow, yep. Yeah. Uh, and Homer is oblivious to the fact that Adil is a spy. And uh, Well, he's also oblivious to the fact that it's his house. Yeah. <laughs> like, it feels like it's... Okay, so throughout season one so far, Homer does not realize he's in his own house. Yeah. I, For the life of me, I the the tree house in the backyard with grandpa i mean just so many different things homer just doesn't realize <laughs> that where he is he has like no spatial awareness yeah so that's amazing and so yep so they uh they exchange the spies um yep. at the airport and the american spy looks a lot like bart which i mean Maybe that was maybe that used to be foreshadowing. Bart becomes an international uh, uh, spy. Yes. Yeah, it was really weird, and I love the fact that it deals like you know. I think I'm getting too old for this, and they're what ten? Ten. Like, <laughs> I mean, I guess kids make great spies because they're innocent looking. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like the the Russian spy technique where you kind of groom women to be you know sex objects. Yeah. to get into parties and and stuff like that so maybe that was kind of what they were pinballing with you know the idea of someone who wouldn't normally fit your average spy being yeah. able to infiltrate um so gifts from bart bart comes back from france with a bottle of wine god willing it doesn't have any antifreeze in it <laughs> so. a new dress for marge which i don't think she'll ever wear well she was wearing it in that episode. Yeah. But I don't know if she'll ever wear it. Oh, probably ever not. Again. Uh, a shirt with the Eiffel Tower on it for Homer. A uh, mini guillotine for Lisa. Which, I, <laughs> it just seems, maybe it was like a... Toy guillotine? A, a toy guillotine? I don't don't know. But and, I, uh, I guess Lisa yeah. would like that. And then uh, uh, Bart's so French Bart... gift to Maggie is uh, balloon. Yeah, and it's a reference to Le Ballon Rouge, a short French children's film, which, okay, thanks, Simpsons. <laughs> um, I, so, do like the, I do like that Maggie is light enough to be lifted by the balloon. Yeah, what does she weigh, 20 pounds? Yeah. I, can't, I mean, does helium lift 20 pounds? I, I mean, don't I guess think if so. I, I mean, I guess if there's enough. So uh, a couple other notes about this episode. So that's the end of the episode. Um, we'll get into our, our final thoughts in a second here. But uh, so when they're at the airport um, in Albania, when they're, when, you know, when the parents are sending a deal away, uh, they're actually speaking real Albanian. Like the writers wanted this like authentic, like they wanted it. And it's great. Like I, that's, that's great freaking detail. Yep. Um, and so, and then they chose Albania because there's not a whole lot of cartoons that are based in Albania, but uh, they chose Albania to honor John Belushi because of his Albanian heritage. That's that's pretty cool. I, yep. I did not know that. That's something yep. uh, I got to learn this episode. 
Also, uh, another little thing here. Uh, they gave Adil his last name of Hoxha. Uh, to uh, it's for a former leader of Albania, Enver Hoxha. So that's where they got some of their stuff from for this for this show. Well, that's good. I'm good. I'm glad the Simpsons writers did their research this episode. Yes. So this is so, probably the most researched episode so far. Yes. And I'm pretty sure the French that was spoken by, by Bart was also real French. I'm sure it was. All right. So final thoughts. Um, This was definitely not my favorite episode. It, I don't know. This one has <laughs> always made my head kind of hurt a little bit. Is it all the different languages? No, I don't think it's that. I just, <laughs> I just think. I don't know, like Bart being an exchange student and... But he wasn't really an exchange student. They were just trying to get like, rid of him for a few uh, years. Yeah, right. I don't think that's allowed either. <laughs> I don't know. Just, it just, the episode doesn't seem to rub me the right, the right way. I mean, as far as comical parts, it was literally just the beginning, the, the cherry bomb stuff. Like yeah. that, that was the, probably the funniest part of the episode. I mean, I, to me, out of our five uh, five scale rating, I'm gonna go with two. Eat my shorts. Ooh, Just... that's I. You know, when I I remember when I first saw this episode as a kid, and I really, I mean, I think as a kid I enjoyed it just because it was colorful, because <laughs> it's a cartoon, and I I enjoyed any cartoon. Like I didn't really like look at the substance, look at you know how it was written and um i i really i like this episode i think you know they put the research in they put their time uh they wanted to make a good episode i think you know it showed that while bart is a troublemaker he is capable of remorse and he's capable of learning when he's done wrong and when to care for his family uh, it showed some character development on his end uh you know they kept with the theme that homer's an idiot and and Lisa and Homer, or Lisa and Homer, Lisa and Marge aren't in it a whole lot. Um, but I will give it a mm, sprinkles. Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, there's a couple things that bugged me, but it's nothing they could really control because it's season one and they're still getting their footing on the Simpsons. Yeah, there um, was there was one speech, though, that did kind of kind of hit pretty hard for even now as in in the 90s so Adil and Lisa are arguing at the dinner table you know how can you defend a country where five percent of the people control 95 percent of the wealth <laughs> oh <laughs> and, and Lisa's like I'm defending a country where people can think and act and worship any way they want and Adil's yeah. like cannot Lisa's like can to cannot can to Homer's like please please kid stop fighting Maybe Lisa's right about America being the land of opportunity, and maybe Adil has a point about the machinery of capitalism being uh, oiled with the blood of the workers. Yeah, that one hits a little close to home. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's close. it's just thing, things like that in episodes that are like, ah, it just does it doesn't seem very Simpsony. But me. you gotta remember, you gotta remember that when the Simpsons first came out. They were kind of South Park before South Park was South Park. Their first, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Their first few seasons definitely touched on more societal and political things. And yes, there's a couple of political episodes here and there, especially, I think, 
the last few years, maybe. Again, I haven't watched the last like five, six years. But um, yeah, the first the first few seasons, there's definitely stuff in there. And obviously you get your Bigfoot episode and you get stuff like that. But there's definitely some political and societal stuff, which I think is great. And I think a lot of it that The Simpsons do is still relevant to this day from, you know, their old episodes. So that stuff really doesn't bother me because you know what? Art imitates life. Yep. All right. So let's close it out. Like always with our character profile. And this week we got our French baddies of Ogolin and Cesar. Their occupation is evil French winemakers. Now are they evil because they put antifreeze in it? Or are you just calling it like, they're bad people, but I don't know if I call them evil. Evil. Evil French winemakers. How evil? Very. <laughs> They're French, come on. Wow, stereotypes. I know. Uh, their home vineyard is Chateau Maison, which I do love the photo that, that uh, Skinner showed. was this yeah. beautiful like <laughs> wine, a vineyard, and it's actually a rundown piece of trash. Oh, yeah. Uh, their secret ingredient is antifreeze. Yep. Um, examples of hospitality, <laughs> making guests sleep on the floor, using them as slaves in their vineyard or their wine yard, and testing possibly flatal wines on them. Now, oh, doesn't that sound like a place that you would want to stay? Absolutely. Free wine, sign me up. <laughs> Free poison wine. <laughs> Free wine with antifreeze, who cares? <laughs> exactly. It, it might make me go, go blind, but, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, episode 11. Uh, All right, guys. So, uh, okay. So we'll, we'll we'll tell you where we can find us one more time. By now, hopefully you have found us. Uh, yes. We might sprinkle in here or there, but uh, we'll we'll let you guys know kind of on and off. But just to let you know, you can find us on Instagram at The Simpsons. Do you not remember uh, our name? The Simpsons did it. Pod. There wow. you go. Wow, it's been a while. Okay, uh, so the you Simpsons can find us on, on at the Simpsons Did It Pod on Facebook. Just type in the Simpsons Did It to get to our page. Um, on Twitter, the Simpsons Did It PC for podcast. Um, you can listen to our podcast on all the major podcasting networks, and you can also listen to us Monday night, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Cuyahoga Valley radio network so and just like when the simpsons air on sunday you can hear us on monday at 8 7 central exactly and if you are wondering uh where you could find that uh radio station i currently use simple radio it's an app on android or apple devices you can download and just type in cuyahoga valley radio network yep and listen to us on monday uh they do have a lot of other awesome programming as well so check it out um so until next time i'm steven Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.